0: Hey, everybody, this is PJ Riley. Welcome to the Lancaster Archery Supply uh, podcast. We are out here at the OPA shoot in Western PA. That's the shoot tournament run by Levi Morgan, Organization of Professional Archery. And I'm sitting here today with Dan and Emily McCarthy. Folks, thanks for being here. Yeah, it's great to be here. We appreciate your time. Yep,
1: of course.
0: <laughs> so I guess we should start off. Uh, Dan and Emily, uh, they both shoot in the expert class, men's and women's, um, and they both shoot for Matthews. I guess we should start out, find out how did you do today? What would you think of the course? Dan, we'll, I guess we'll start with you.
2: Uh, I, I shot pretty well today. I shot uh, 26 up, so a 226, uh, 230s leading, yeah. um, so um, sitting third Yeah. Right now, after day one. Emily, how about you? Uh,
1: I'm sitting in third. I shot six up today, and it was it was a rough start. I was started really slow, shot some eights, and couldn't seem to hit 12s, but then I kind of started pulling it together a little bit. Now this so.
0: tournament is kind of a mix of several different types of archery. It's 3D, but you have dots. The distances are known, but you're shooting long distance, 80 yards I believe was the longest today. Yep. yep. Um, I, you folks shoot indoor you shoot asa ibo how does this for you is it different shooting what you do
2: yeah for me it, absolutely it's completely different i mean i would say this is this is so far from the 3d stuff that i'm used to or grew up doing uh, with with known distance um it's you know you have the same size bonus ring so when you're shooting at a 12 that's just over an inch in size at 70 or 80 yards it's it's a complete different game than shooting at one that's only 50 yards unknown or whatever so right. and and then having it visible um definitely helps i mean there's there's the rangefinder uh helps um but here in the mountains you know there's a lot of different things that uh, that uh, take place you know you have to be pretty good at calculating cuts and and figuring out you know extreme angles we shot a we shot a target today that was a 37 37 and a half yard, or a 37 and a half degree cut. Um, hmm. So 37 and a half degrees is pretty steep downhill shot. And you have to know how to calculate that stuff out um, in order yeah. to hit those little rings, you know, those little one-inch rings.
0: Emily, same thing for you. Totally
1: is it? the same, yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's way different than shooting an ASA or, or an IBO.
0: For someone out there who may not know, So the cuts that Dan's talking about. So you're shooting downhill, 30 degrees, whatever. How does that affect you? It's like a 30 yard target. What, What does it shoot for you? You probably have to calculate yeah,
1: it. Yeah, right? I'd have to calculate it. I don't know off the top of my head.
0: But is it May? I mean, are we talking like you would have to aim, you know, potentially 27, 28? Like
1: we shot a today, I think, when I want to say it was a, I don't remember, which is weird because on a regular 3D course, I can come off and tell you every number I shot every target for it. <laughs> but today it's like you're mindless out there. Um, it was a long elk and it was a 15 degree cut. And I think it was like a three yard cut. Or is yard right? cut. Yeah. And 70 yards if, if was, you
0: don't practice that yeah you don't you know can just that.
1: step up and shoot it for 70 or yeah
0: yeah hit different so emily you're used to shooting basically with the same group at asas you're seeing the same faces over and over but you come out right. to something like this and all of a sudden there's toya ellison uh there's a couple of people paige gore doesn't necessarily always shoot asa right. shoots the western stuff What's that like to see some new faces that you're...
1: I shoot against? against them a lot in like reading and indoors and all that stuff. So I'm used to seeing them all. At, but it's, I don't know. That's, I, know <laughs> I know they're all great shooters and I love shooting against them.
0: Yeah, yeah. Did, is this the best?
2: Are these the best archers out there? Yeah, I think this is as good as it gets for the people that come to these events. I think indoors, um, a very good bar of... Skill level, you know, shooting inside, um, but at 20 yards, it's you can get away with a lot. And out here, there's more to it than just making absolutely flawless shots on level ground with no wind in a controlled atmosphere. Out here, you're shooting in the mountains and some pretty, pretty steep terrain um, in the wind, and it, it it's a lot of decision making, and that's what I love about outdoor uh, 3D or any style of 3D with risk and reward. You know, you're trying to make decisions of whether you should take a high risk chance to shoot at a 14 that's right on the edge of the five ring. Um, is the extra two points worth the risk over the 12, or should you just shoot at the 12, try to hit that, move to the next one? You don't know how the other groups are doing, but on top of that, you have wind. You have you have uh, excuse me. You have other decisions prior to the event. You know which arrows to bring, which bow to bring. Do you shoot micro skinny arrows? Or do you shoot bigger arrows? And a lot of that stuff, you never know if you're making a good decision until it's over because you don't know how the weather's gonna play out or what the course is gonna be like for average distances. But there's a lot of there's a lot of decision making that reminds me of other competitive sports, football, uh, basketball, you know, what kind of offense you're gonna run or what kind of defense you're gonna run or that ends up, ca- you can capitalize from a decision you know from a play call and the same is true for this kind of a game versus indoor right. you're just you're kind of just mindlessly pounding the, the same spot out and it gets gets incredibly boring um <laughs> I, I enjoy it i don't want it you know i don't want it to be misunderstood but it's the mon- monotony of it yeah. is is boring and especially preparing for it you know, months of just shooting the same hole drives you nuts. And to shoot outside where every course is usually different, every target's different, it's something different. And it just, it's the part of archery I really, 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 really enjoy. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. Is, uh, Emily, are you, is there anything different about your setup for here than for ASA or IBO?
1: Uh, yeah, I actually came with my writing setup. So ASA, I shoot PS 23s.
0: Okay.
1: Same with IBO and I came with X impacts for this tournament. Last year we shot in a lot of open, it was really windy.
0: So with the X impact, that's a smaller diameter. Mm -hmm. You're doing that for what?
1: For wind and distance.
0: Gotcha. So So it stays, it's more going to fly a little truer for those long distances. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so you two just got married recently. Congratulations on that. Thank you. Thanks. How is it being, two professional archers uh, married <laughs> in, in this sport. <laughs> what is this game like for this environment for you?
2: I'm two? getting stared down on uh, <laughs> <laughs> You better, you better. say the right thing. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's been great. Um, yeah, incredibly, feel incredibly lucky to be able to travel with somebody, uh, you know, a good friend all the time. You know, we, we get spent every day together and, yeah, there's times she probably wants to kill me. You know, <laughs> it's, it's it's hard. It's actually hard sometimes to juggle uh, coaching, especially to somebody you're close to, because you you know it's it's a uh, it's hard when something's so important to to be the, that person. That's like you need to do this. You know, the cr- cr- how you deliver the criticism or how they take it um, makes it makes it difficult. But we've we've figured out a pretty good system that works, and I think. You know, we always enjoy each other's company. Give give each other a hard time more. Yeah, we do. Yeah, quite a bit. But it's <laughs> do fantastic. you coach
0: him as well, Emily? How? Well, yeah. That's Don't a, you see his success this year? That's what I was talking about. <laughs> gotcha. And well, she she's she's
2: unbelievable. I mean, when it comes to like work, like she she does a. Uh, I've worked with a lot of people, and she does a fantastic job. Like like uh, applying something, she's super competitive. So if I give her something to work on, she. Uh, almost obsessive over yeah. it. We'll sit there and, and do it until I actually have to stop her and be like, that's enough. Like, Well, you know. I mean,
0: to put it in the everyday aspects of just people, whether they're archers or not, I mean, you're regular people too. Things like, okay, you're both here. There's nobody at home. Um, you know, you both have to practice. How do you do that and do the
2: chores and all that stuff? How do you balance that? <laughs> Boss her around a lot. (laughs) Get out there and mow the lawn. (laughs) No, we, you know, yeah, it's it's just like anybody else. You have to figure out how to juggle your your stuff that you that you need done, whether that's hire stuff out or you know have people watch over your stuff while you're gone or whatever. And uh, you know, it's 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 not that hard. We've been we have
1: great friends and family, and we have two dogs at home that. His yep. parents take care of for us.
2: So. got gotcha. Board at their house.
1: Yeah, that's pretty much half their somebody's dogs.
2: Somebody's got to let the dogs out. <laughs> it's actually harder to get them back than it is to drop them off. Yeah.
0: <laughs> From this tournament, you you were at IBO last weekend, mm-hmm. and then the classic is in two weeks. Yep. Is that correct? Um, w- will you go home in between? Uh, how long will you be home? What you know? Will you we'll, be practicing? We'll a lot? be home
1: just just barely over a week
2: yep just, just we'll leave here on Sunday pending weather uh, arrangements you know if the, if we end up having to shoot on Sunday uh we'll leave Sunday evening or whatever but we'll be we'll be back home for a little over a week we'll yep. probably have to leave for the ASA classic early next week around Monday or so I think we shoot Friday Saturday yep. and it's about a Nineteen-hour drive or eighteen-hour drive. Now
1: we'll go straight from there to IBO Worlds.
0: Oh right. Okay. Yep. Well, and now, do you take days off with all that travel? Do you just are you shooting every day? What's your routine for that?
2: I take off in the fall.
1: It's it's really hard to it's really hard to do things other than archery when it's archery season. Yeah.
0: Like, is there a set? Like, are you folks like real wilds known for shooting some insane number of hours every single day? Are you folks that type, or are you... Uh, I think Levi talks about just when he needs to tweak something.
2: I, I shoot a lot. Uh, I shoot as much as I... This year I've been able to shoot a lot. You know, historically I've practiced really hard. I spent some time hurt for a few years where I wasn't able to really put a lot into it, so I could only put in what I could physically. Um, but this year, you know, I've been able to recover from the shoulder injury we shoot. I shoot quite a bit, Practice pretty hard. Um, I just... I don't know. I'm not that talented of a of a shooter. Really, um, got great work ethic, and and so I try to make up with it, literally just grinding it out. Um, it t- it takes a lot. Not that talented, but you it have to ta- share of wins. I f- that's how I feel. <laughs> sure, I feel like you know, I f- you don't have to be the tallest basketball player to be a good you know competitive ball player, but somebody like Muggsy Bulgs probably has to work a lot harder than you know somebody else that's seven foot tall yeah you know so it's 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 kind of like that for me i've i've always felt like uh i judge distance pretty well but i have to work at it really hard um it's not something that man i make mistakes every day you know in practice and if i if i don't do it i I suffer same as with my shooting you know if i take a little bit of time off i just i feel like i lose so much ground Hmm. so i do try to Shoot it as often as often as my schedule allows me to. I I work a lot.
0: So. Emily, what's your? Are you in the same field? You shoot, shoot, I shoot.
1: Sh- I shoot as much as I can. Better, God, yeah. better be. Yeah, he kind of he's kind of like get out there and shoot your bow and, and then come in.
0: It gives people some kind of sense. Okay, if Emily, if you're shooting a target that's that you think is 30 yards but it's actually 33 yards is that a big is that really wrong for you to guess 30 when it's 33.
1: yes it is i mean i guess yeah it's it's really wrong it's decision making i aim generally upper if you shoot a target for 30 and you fire on the upper you might stay i think you'd probably be a low 10 if you break good but Mm -hmm. if you aim lower with 30 that's a five um
0: so you got to be that precise. It's going to ruin your weekend.
1: It's going to ruin your week. I've shot a five. I think I've misjudged one target at every single tournament this year, except for the last IBO. So, like, and it, I literally, it normally happens my third, fourth target, and I spend the whole weekend digging out of a hole.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because I'm thinking, like, me, I'm just a weekend hack where I come up and I'm like, ah, eh, that's about 30 or
2: 35. I'm going to shoot it. But f- for you folks, that's. Well, you need precision. <laughs> yeah, a good example is I shot, I shot the IBO tour this year. That's three tournaments, 40 targets a tournament, 120 targets. I shot two eights all year at that, wow. in that tour, and I never won an event, and I finished second for the overall Levi. So, is that right? Yeah, I mean, that just shows you how crazy good the numbers have to be. I mean, I literally only made two mistakes and they were barely over the 10. One was just over the 10. The very next target, I shot an eight just under the 10 on two back-to-back mm-hmm. targets. Other than that, the first IBO, I never shot an eight. The second IBO, I shot two eights, and the third IBO, I shot clean and lost the third one by a point and lost yeah. the other two. So, I mean, it takes, it takes both an incredible skill level um, in the judging side and even more so in the shooting side, um, I feel like, in this, in this game
0: do you worry about there obviously this year with the known pro there were a lot of pros open pros who went to known do you worry about that division at all
2: it's not my problem to worry about it i mean i try to do the best i can can do in the class that i'm in and i'll shoot against anybody at anything and but uh you, you know i just that's kind of where i where i feel i mean we i shoot it all i shoot indoor dots i shoot unknown i shoot this stuff in the known um and that's there's not too many of us that do that the rest of those guys will only want to shoot known distance right and they don't want to take away from their practice time to put it somewhere else or yeah i maybe shouldn't even say that like i don't know why they don't do it but There's only a few of us that's in the Known Pro that actually play other games outside of maybe our perfect comfort zone. Right.
0: Emily, do you see a Known Pro for women? Uh, Is there a demand for that at all in your ranks?
1: Uh, I mean, I hear chatter of it. I don't think there's enough women in the industry to have both classes. So, I mean we'll see I'll shoot in whatever class I have to shoot in
0: well that raises an interesting point how do you how do you try and get more women involved you'd probably like to see them is it? Is there just something what, what do you think it is that there just aren't more women
1: I don't I don't really know I mean I feel like the classes have grown there's a ton of women but I uh, it's I don't know I don't really know <laughs> I mean it's it's not a women's sport. Most of people, most women have got into it from a male. So, gotcha. uh,
0: what do you, what do you like about it? You've been doing it pretty much all your life.
1: Uh, I love being competitive and it's something I can do competitively without getting severely hurt. So right. I really, <laughs> I just, I like I'm competitive with everything I do all the way down to running. I compete against myself on the treadmill. I compete against myself when I go swimming and I just, I just love to compete and archery is solely, it's all to you. Like mm-hmm. that's all there is to it. So if I'm out there competing against myself, I'm not competing against Paige. Like I know what I'm capable of. Right. And that's what I'm trying to beat.
0: What would you say to a woman who maybe f- feels uncomfortable? Uh, you know, just looks at this from a distance and thinks, well, I'd like to try that, but you know, there's a lot of guys out there. I, I don't know if that's for me. For you, was there ever that hump to get over or you were just like, I'm shooting, I don't care.
2: <laughs> no, no, <never.
1: laughs> No, I didn't never really thought of it. I've always done guy sports. So Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I just I think I think everybody should try it.
2: Yeah. When I look at when I look at overall numbers, um, it's it's I might look at it different than some people. And I think I think at this level of a sport, like this archery is such a niche thing at this skill set you know this this caliber of shooter i mean you really have to be borderline crazy to uh become this efficient with a piece of equipment you know that's most of us got into it for hunting we're uh, obsessive compulsive people um type a personality extremely competitive and it's it's always going to be really hard i think to get tons of numbers at at something that niche uh, I think you look at you know other other thing like bass fishing there's some great great fishermen out there but they have like the elite series that's the elite top 50 um, and I think that's it's a very similar thing to this where you you have you'll always have a small group of very very success not successful but very talented people and, and it's kind of a sport where people come in and people go out, but there's always people coming in and it, it is a great sport. I love it with everybody in it seems to have very similar interests and it's almost like a family atmosphere with a lot of people. But I, I do think it's hard to grow the top side of this sport because especially as it gets diluted out, you know, when we keep on making other classes, it makes it even harder to grow because the the each class keeps getting smaller
0: right right yeah we do see a lot of women at lancaster archery who shoot our leagues or who just come out just to shoot but you're right maybe maybe the jump is the going to this level of competition
2: yeah and i mean and i don't mean like there's i guess a, a important note for people that are listening that maybe don't know but there's there's tons of amateur shooters at all these national professional events you know there's ASA events we have over 3000 shooters at a lot of them and there's only a couple hundred people in the in the pro classes you know a little over that depending on which event it is but you're going to you're going to have those smaller numbers in those top classes but there's thousands of people that are also really competitive people and there's there's a class for every talent level it doesn't matter if you're a beginner if there's somebody that's out there that's listening that's intimidated to go to a national tournament there's a class for you i mean there really is a beginner classes and i'd highly recommend it because the amount of information you could get you could learn more in a weekend at an asa event talking to people that have been doing this their whole life or are insane like like me or some other people that have done this to the point where you become a professional that you could learn so much from them and it could probably take five or six or seven years or a lifetime of struggling you know to to literally because you're doing one form thing wrong or one one execution issue wrong and it could straighten you out and at the end of the day what makes people i think grow in sports which makes archery grow slow also is it is such a technical game as far as how you execute a shot and without like golf pros i don't think you would have as many people golfing if they didn't know how to swing a swing a club and the same is true for this i think a lot of people quit shooting bows because they never learn the right way to do it and it gets to be really frustrating if they develop bad habits or target panic or something like that so you know by coming to some of these if people get a chance to come to these events there's a very good chance you'll probably either become way more efficient at bow hunting or at the very least become a way better shooter than you than you ever would have been at home without resources or without people.
0: Well, we were just listening to a, a Easton podcast with Steve Anderson on the coming on the way out here where archery is one of those unique sports where someone who is at their first tournament, especially indoor, they could be standing on the line between Dan McCarthy and Emily McCarthy. I mean, yep. it,
2: you're all together. <laughs> yeah, and I would say the line isn't probably a good place to ask a bunch of questions, but <laughs> but uh, it, it happens, you know. And but right after that event, man, ask away. And we will. Uh, most most of us are more than happy to to help out anybody that's serious about it because we know, you know, personally, I know. Uh, starting out, I didn't have anybody that was serious around uh, about archery around my house, and so it was a. It was a guessing game for me, and it was, a, it was a school of hard knocks. I mean, I didn't know how to shoot a shot properly. I was shooting a 29-inch draw length, and I'm really only about a 27-and-a-half or 27. So I was developing bad habits before I even knew anything about doing it right. And, and then I started watching people shoot at some other tournaments or seeing some pictures of some guys, and, and then I found out about back tension and talked to some people about, you know, how do you shoot a shot? and not you know what worked for them doesn't necessarily work for me but over the years of trying asking enough questions and trying a few things I was able to kind of develop my own style of how I shoot a shot that it worked out great but without that information or without the resources of maybe running into people uh, like Nathan Brooks when I was younger or Bobby Ketcher I remember shooting with Bobby Ketcher um in a pro-am and uh it just, just people like that that I never really got a chance to pick anybody's brain that knew uh, what they were doing so much as what my local resources were. And th- those were good. I mean, those were knowledgeable people as well. But it's sometimes good to have other people that are even more into it than than your local resource. and And that information ended up making me semi-successful and then a little more successful, but it kept, me thr- it kept me hungry. It kept me hungry to keep coming back and getting more serious in it. And uh, without, without going to a national tournament, I can honestly say I'd, I'd have never pursued a career in, in this sport. Yeah, yeah. Never had the opportunity to.
0: Emily, when did you know this is what I'm going to do? This is going to be my profession.
1: When I wanted to, when I saw – I actually saw a poster Dan mccarthy on the wall at the archery shop boom <laughs> and and that's when i discovered that there was professional archers because i googled and googled and that's and then i got my dad's like all of his buddies to sponsor me to go to ibo worlds like my very first year and no i ended kidding. up going and i won in hunter class and after that it was just like it was on i wanted yeah, to, yeah. <laughs> i wanted to I just, I loved it.
2: I told her to say that. (laughs) In case we went over a few questions and I said, if he asked you this, yeah, say it (laughs) yourself.
0: Well, now, how is that going to tournaments? I mean, especially like the classic. There was about a 15-foot-tall poster of Dan McCarthy sitting there. Is that weird seeing yourselves as these, you know, uh, iconic athletes of the sport. I mean, you're the LeBron James of archery. Is that weird?
2: When you say it like that, it <laughs> sounds, yeah, that's sounds, really sounds weird. incredibly <laughs> weird. Um, I don't think of it like that. You know, I think of it – I'm I'm super, super very uh, blessed and thankful for every bit of success that I've had in this sport. And, you know, really – it could go away so fast with just an injury and stuff. I'm thankful for any bit of promotional stuff like that that you guys did at the classic, or any company decides to do with a poster. Um, it's it's really neat. It's an honoring thing to see something like that. But at the same time, like there's there's it's it's cool when I see posters of other other people that I know as well because I have worked from the bottom to the top at different times in this, and I've had issues, I've had struggling times and ups and downs in this. And uh, as hard as you have to work in this game to, to win tournaments and to be successful or to maybe be noticed at times in your career, um, it's it's really, really, really neat for me to see people succeed you know and, and get us you know new shooters that have only been in it for a few years end up getting on a big poster and stuff because i remember that first feeling for me and it was it was really cool and so to see that stuff like i really think uh, i think sometimes the promoters in the events don't even realize like how big of a thing that is for some of those shooters to be on the stairs in vegas you were on the right. stairs, yes. well, it was right.
1: a huge yeah. deal to me like and it meant so much and
0: well I, like, any tournament I'm at that I've seen you at there's not a girl around who doesn't run up they want their picture taken with Emily I mean how how is that that's got to be overwhelming I, and
1: I guess I don't really I don't ever really think of it like that I just hope that I can always be a good influence and, yeah yeah and I remember wanting to meet ginger Moorhead. And, sure and now we're really good friends like, yeah yeah she's So, I I understand from the other side. Right.
0: Well, I would have to ask, I would be remiss if I didn't ask, what's up with the Prius? (laughs) You travel all over the country in the Prius, in a game that's known for the big pickup trucks, the giant diesels, and then there's Dan and Emily riding in
2: a Prius. Man, (laughs) I'm too good at math to not drive a Prius. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, but I... I could tell you down to the penny what that car cost me gross and net uh, and how, long, how many miles exactly I have to drive it before I'm you know it I just can't do it I can't drive something else um, and it's a phenomenal car for, for what we do for traveling all over the country for driving you know 40,000 miles a year plus uh, and, and we drive a lot I mean from Wisconsin to the our nearest tournament for us is eight hours. So wow. it's a little more driving for us than most people. And it's just such a reliable, good system for traveling around. I don't really care what people think. <laughs> I, it makes sense to me. And uh, I don't understand how they why they do it the other way. Do you drive to
0: every tournament? Like when you go to Alabama, do you drive there or do you fly? You drive.
1: Yeah, we, we drive everywhere except for Reading. We quit driving to Lancaster because we've hit a couple really bad storms, and it's taken us like 20 some hours in snowstorms. And then we fly to Reading or to Vegas. Gotcha. Other than that, we.
2: And if we had it my way, we'd each drive separately.
1: (laughs) We've talked about this many times. Because
2: then the numbers would even work out more. I think I remember. I
0: think I remember. I don't. I think it was Levi or somebody said they wanted. Remember him saying they were flying home. They were going to give their check to Dan, but they were afraid he would bend it in his Prius
2: because it couldn't fit in there. I've still got Levi's check. Yeah, I hold it ransom if I need something. (laughs) That's great. He just says I got enough of them I don't need any more.
0: Oh yeah, so Dan, you were involved with Bojunkie. that's kind of the media um, entity for archery. Your experience with that, did that has that changed your
2: perspectives as a competitor at all? Uh, I don't know so much that has big of an influence as my competitor side except for it's changed my free time like by which that was a super important thing for me to take to 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 take that uh it was a good thing for archery to have that platform to have Bo Junkie and I really felt like we needed it buying it and getting that going was not something that I really wanted to take on it was something that I feel, feel like we almost needed to keep in the sport it was a momentum issue that we had good momentum and I felt like it was a really positive influence um not just for professional side, but for an amateur side, all all the way up and down through dealers, through anything. I thought it was a good source of resource for information, um, from recre for recreational archery in general, not, not so much hunting. We, you know, it was at the time it was mostly recreational information, which is what I felt like this sport really needs to grow. And it took so much of my, my time and energy, uh, that I knew it was only going to be a really short period of time that I was going to be involved there, and we had dis- I had discussed that with Greg, who was who I was partnered with, um, and told him like I'd help to get it going, get it brand, you know, help rebrand it, get it get it everything going in a, in a direction where we felt like we should take it, and then I would have to step up, you know, step outside and get back to my my uh, commitments that I'd already previously committed to. And it was a good, smooth transition, and Greg's been killing it. They've been doing a great job. Um, and I think I'm really I'm really thankful even though last year while I was doing that, I had the worst season i had ever had in my life. I was going to ask you about that. I knew, I knew that I would. You know, it was one of those things where I was willing to trade a, a year of bad shooting to do as much good as I could or to try to keep – uh, what I thought was more important to have in the sport than, you know, was that platform or bow junkie than what one more year in my career would have done if I had, you know, it's been successful. So I was willing to sacrifice a, a year of my shooting to try to do that or keep it going. Um, and I think it was a great decision. I really do. I don't regret a, at any of it, um, having a bad year or any part of it. It was a great experience and, uh, you know, I enjoyed it. There was times where I was extremely frustrated, just like, just like any business. But uh, I mean, I really am really glad that that uh, we did it, and I think that they that team is is uh, killing it, doing a fantastic job.
0: Thank you, Emily and Dan, both for taking time out today. Uh, we really appreciate it, and we hope you have good luck tomorrow. Um, the we we're both sitting in third place correct 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 uh and in top five go to the shootdown. i believe that's yep. right yep. so i guess i should ask going into tomorrow what's the game plan i'm gonna try to not suck <laughs> that's that's my game plan <laughs> <Don't Emily? suck.
1: laughs> uh play, play a smart game tomorrow gotcha hey, get some sleep tonight that's i'd like some sleep
0: Thank you, everybody, for joining us on the Lancaster Archery Podcast. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, If you have any questions, you can always come and visit us at LancasterArchery.com.